Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hello, I'm Bruce Devereaux. Hi, Bruce. Um, I always say I need more adjectives, but it is a distinct pleasure to finally capture you. Um, I think you were like on my day one. I'm like, oh, I'm going to start a new podcast and I want to talk to Bruce. So, but it, it like took us a while. But to your credit, it's because one time I was like, hey, how about this week? You're like, well, I'm, I'm running. Was it a triathlon or an ultra man it or was, something? Yeah, it was an ultra. It was uh, training for a, a three day kind of mixed ultra mountain race event. So, <laughs> yeah, so you're allowed to be hard to pin down. But we were talking before, as we do on all these, and the word persistence came up. In fact, I think that when I emailed you and said, oh, thanks for grabbing a spot in my calendar. What do you want to talk about? It was like you wrote right back and said persistence. And I, I think I never know whether the show is for people who are making podcasts or people who are thinking about making podcasts. Um, so I think everybody who makes a podcast understands that persistence helps. Like if you are persistent, that pays off. But I'm just wondering, are there... Do you think that that podcasting has been like, I'm going to say like a positive feedback loop for your persistence, or does it sort of like become the thing, like persistence becomes the the negative thing that feeds back into podcasting? Like that's what happens to me. I'm so persistent. It's a problem. Mm. And I'm just wondering how persistence has changed for you in your life in general now that you've really tried, like, cause that's like the main tool, right? Like mm -hmm. to be a successful podcaster, you need persistence. And then you also need a microphone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you have the the P for podcasting and the P for persistence. So I think they go kind of hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. And after I ignored all the fame and the money offers, um, <laughs> you know, from my my show and just people, you know, climbing all over it and everything. But um, no, not really. It's you know, persistence is key, and and I think for myself it hasn't been a negative at all and i was thinking about that this morning when just before i came on because uh you know it, it hasn't been a negative because every time i finish an episode you know you go through those moments where you're like struggling going through the the episode and and trying to figure out what goes where but the one thing i've noticed that every time i finish the episode i step right back in to my little recording booth and think mm. what's next. Um, and it's a really interesting feeling, right? Because by the, by the time I get one out the door and get it and post it online, I'm, you know, tired. Um, it's because it takes a good bit of energies plus with, you know, doing my other work that I do. Um, but when I step back in the recording booth, I think, okay, what's the next one? Mm. And so it, it sort of builds that cycle back up again. So that's been, been really, uh, I think a good indicator that it's been a really positive experience so mm -hmm. do you get <clears throat> i'm not fishing for personal life details but do you get pushback from you know people in your inner circles or like shut up about the podcast or or do you really manage to you know go into your proverbial podcasting lab and and just do the thing all by yourself or do you wind up trying to talk to people about it and that goes bad <laughs> Well, I think probably I was in pod six with Akimbo and that was at sort of the height of COVID. So that gave me an, 
an excuse to socially isolate from people. And uh, it worked quite well because it helped to really sort of build my podcasting chops and get things up to steam. Um, and, you know, since that, and we still are in COVID, obviously, and there's less socializing. So I tend to socialize more now through the podcast in my little booth that I, that I'm in. So, hmm. um, no, I don't, don't really get, I get encouragement. It's interesting, right? Because you wonder who's your biggest audience. Do a lot of your friends and family listen to your show? Um, and they do, but it's definitely not the majority. So they know it's right. something that Bruce does. He goes into the closet and he interviews <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> comes out all sweaty with his yeah. hair smashed down, right? There's like uh, podcasting hair is the thing you get if you wear your headphones all day. Well, I remember when I did uh, an interview with Jewel and I'm in the closet and I think it was a high, about 110 degrees Fahrenheit outside <laughs> and it was just so hot inside. And I'm, I'm, I'm chatting with Jewel and I'm sure she's looking at me. I had ice bags on my feet. And the sweat is just, the sweat is just pouring down. Right. And, you know, I, I felt the recording went pretty well, but when I listened to it, I could hear myself a lot of the times gasping for air. Like, <laughs> and Jewel, I'd like to. <laughs> but, you know, she did a great job of editing it and it came out really well in the end. So, mm-hmm. yeah. it is, it is interesting. One of the things that I really love doing is the, we were talk, we were mentioning before like our projects and you're like you have a pretty big machine running here and I'm like yeah the and the other one the the big project movers mindset I do as many of the recordings in person as I can that was obviously I did it isn't that I didn't record any outside at all during COVID but that really made it challenging we're like all right let's go record in a park and I'll bring extra long cables so we can be ten feet apart you know um, yeah which was an interesting chance to have like a you know when you put headphones on with the guests in person, I give them headphones and a microphone and then I mix it. So they hear, um, they hear a mix, which isn't what's being recorded, but they can hear me and them in their ears. So it's like pillow talk. Um, so it was a lot of fun to have these really intimate conversations with people 10, 12 feet apart, you know, in a time when they haven't been having a lot of social interaction, but I'm off on a tangent for movers mindset. One of the things I like about recording, out in the field with the guests is I get to go like often to their houses or um, I have one scheduled for Sunday is going to be in a park or like in a university campus area. So I have no idea where we're going. Like he's going to try and find us a spot. And then I have, you know, a giant backpack and all this stuff that I can lug and folding chairs. And, you know, I just need three square meters, you know, and we can do our thing. And that's super energizing for me to get, um, you know, not necessarily into people's houses, but to get into the a space that we're physically sharing. Um, so I think that's a real thing that I draw energy from. Well, and I can see that for sure. I mean, you are like when I was mentioned earlier about persistence. Uh, you are persistence. Like you are very <laughs> persistent in 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 the work that you do. Like to me, that's absolutely amazing. Um, and it's interesting too, you're saying the in-person, that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to this year also, because of my, f- I've only done 14 episodes, I, but I think only two of them had in-person interviews, which was, you know, a great experience. I think it was the mm. first and the second, and then it really went to everything virtual and the virtuals were really fun uh, and really a great connection with the individuals. But I really look forward to also being able to 
connect in person with people definitely in the flesh so to speak how this is how craig's brain works how do you uh, i was going to say walk the line like balance between how much of you know you is in the thing that you're creating versus excuse me versus how much of the guest so like if you if you do an interview or a conversation with someone like how do you personally decide how much of bruce should be present and seen and how much should bruce be the documentarian who just holds the boom mic in don't ignore me i'm just here holding the mic Uh, for myself i try to take as much of myself as possible out of it um you know it's an interview format but i think what i'm making a shift one thing that i've noticed like when my direct interviews back and forth like i really enjoyed that with the guest and but i realize it's not where i want to go with podcasting where i want to go with podcasting is more along the narrative storytelling Mm. audio production and just sort of work on that and have me sort of dip in and out of it a little bit um but my goal is always sort of weaving my you know extracting myself out of it as much as i can that that's sort of the key and and try to make it more of that story line narrative with rather than just a straight up interview for myself that that works best for me so so i think i'm i'm of a like mind i um trying to think of a voice actor's name i can't there's like a tv series uh, with a famous british narrator and it and it's a lot of like our planet you know and they shoot this amazing footage of everything whatever they're and then i want to say like atkins or something is his last name and and it's just got this you know like and here we see the emperor penguins, you know, and, and, and like, I can't even, I can't even get close to doing it justice. You either know what I'm talking about. People oh, I know. I totally you know. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. so I, David sometimes, Attenborough. Yes. Da- yes. David Attenborough. Attenborough. Yes. Thank you. My coffee worked quicker than your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I think like I, I look back at, like I'll listen to something I did and I'll go, oh, there's too much of me there. Or why did I, what, you know? And and I sometimes I think I have this urge to try and create in audio those magnificent circumspect creations that are those visual epics with that person. And, and I'm just like, oh man, talk about setting the bar high to try and, mm-hmm. you know, and even if, especially if I wasn't realizing that was what I was doing, if I'm, if that's like quietly calling to me that level of creation, so I'm wondering, are there are there people or podcasts or projects or shows or anything that you find yourself drawn to either for inspiration or or for like, oh, you're going to do what? Oh, okay, the gloves are coming off. If you're doing that, then I'm going to try and do, you know, like they they pull you higher. Any any people come to mind in that area? Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Right off the bat, it's uh, the How Sound podcast, mm. H-O-W Sound. Yes. Uh, podcast with Rob Rosenthal. I love that podcast because uh, he just it goes off in so many different areas and audio production. I mean, the NPR background and just every show is so interesting, like just so, so interesting. Um, another one that I really like that I just sort of linked into was they, it's more of not so much a podcast, but it's Audio Playground. Have you heard of it? I don't Where think they, I've heard of that one. 
Yeah, Audio Playground. So what they do is they give you a prompt. Um, you get emailed a prompt, and then you record it and send it in. So I think the last prompt was you, you're you going back, back to the future kind of thing and meeting your former self, and what do you say to them? Hmm. Right. And they're, they're always little short things. Like they're anywhere from, you know, a minute to two minutes and all different sort of audio skill tasks that you can work on for audio production, uh, which is really, really quite great. But, you know, how sound is, is definitely one of my, my favorite and transom, you know, transom.org. Right. So, Hmm. um, it's just so rich with information and, and audio production and yeah, it's amazing. And I'm, the question I'm thinking is like, if you had a blank check that actually wouldn't bounce, you know, what would you build or create with your podcast? And, and what I was thinking was what, you know, I don't want to just say, what are you trying to accomplish? But, mm-hmm. you know, as you do each episode, you know that you're, we each know that we're building a jigsaw puzzle and maybe not even adjacent pieces. I'm just randomly making jigsaws and throwing them down. And is it, you know, Dalmatians having a snowball battle or is it, you know, a a Star Wars epic? Like you have no idea when you're three, four episodes in, but Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you're starting to, to figure out like, oh, I would love to, to, to finish or to create some big, some bigger thing um, Mm -hmm. with your podcast, or maybe it's the podcast is a part of some other mediums. Like where would you go if, you know, if resources weren't an issue? Well, I, I don't think I'd go into into video or film production along with it, that type of podcast. I really like the straight up audio. And the reason why I say that is um, I work in aging care. And in aging care, a lot of people have film, video, photos, and photos, say, of family and stuff. But very few have audio mm-hmm. of their loved ones or, you know, spouses. Uh, and I just find the audio production is just so rich. And I think in this day and age, when we're so bombarded with visual images and so many different TikTok, YouTube, so many different ways to see things all over the place, that I think people really still just enjoy the audio experience. And so that's for myself where I'd like to stay within that and build up production. I would see if, if I had a blank check, I think it would be looking at slowly building a team. Right? a team of creatives for for writing for assisting with you know production but i would still i don't envision some you know m- massive kind of podcast production audio studio because it's just i just i like the simplicity of it um you know the microphone the small space uh i'm kind of a minimalist in my life i live in a small my wife and i and two cats live in a very small apartment that we rent um, we don't have a lot of stuff. We tend to sit on the floor. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of furniture. I haven't owned a TV in 30 years. Uh, so that's sort of, I keep it on that. And I just, the experience, I think, of working with a, a team of creatives is key. You know, I have lots of thoughts on that. And, and I think a lot of the times for creating the podcast, it's for myself, it's kind of, managing that collision of thoughts that I have. It's <laughs> a great know? word. Right? Collision. It's, it's, I was thinking, like, yeah, I, I have just, a train wreck. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it's like a freeway pileup, right? And it's just like, 
you know, thoughts are just smashing into one another and piling up. And I'm thinking like, I can never get out of this mess. And then other times it feels like a smooth country road, you know, where you're just kind of cruising along. The idea is nice and easy. And for me it, to persist and persistence is trying to minimize those pileups, like trying to stop all that influence coming in and, and just trying to, to simplify everything um, that I do and trying to figure out, when somebody is listening to one of my podcasts, uh, what are they experiencing, right? Is it like, are they confused? Are they able to sit back and kind of relax? And am I able to create, and I think this is the goal for myself, am I able, able to create a, a sound environment for my listeners that somebody will spend 50 to 60 minutes in? And that's a lot in this day and age, as we know, right. right? Like to get somebody to listen to you for 50 to 60 minutes. Like I'm always amazed when somebody leaves a comment or says, man, I listened to that podcast. That was great. And I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you listened, you sat down for 53 minutes. Well, no, actually I was doing the laundry, but, <laughs> but you know, still, but still that, that's, you know, they, because time is a gift, right? If somebody gives you their time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're looking at, uh, for myself also, it's like, say I'm about to start my next interview project and what I want to do with the person. So it's, it's like, it's a bit of a maze. Like I see it as, you know, like bits and pieces and trying to figure out my way through it. And what's the connecting thread? And it's always exciting for me when I can find the connecting thread. Like, how am I going to mm. thread this story together? Like my last episode, I... I had a lot of really interesting, the guest was fantastic and his life experiences were fantastic, but I, I really didn't know how to thread it together. Um, so I went from this maze, I found the thread and, you know, for a really bad cliche to go from a maze to create something amazing, um, hmm. is hopefully where I can get to with, with the project. So I, I loved your description of like the collision of thoughts. I totally have the same We'll call that a problem. Um, some people would say, oh, it's a gift. You can have an infinite number of ideas. I'm like, no, it's also a problem. With great power comes great mental illness. Mm -hmm. And what I'm wondering is, are there things that you can do or that you go to like when you find yourself you know, in the, oh, here we go. Like this is, I'm having one of these mornings where I'm in that space. Are there things that you do or, or things that you don't do? Or like, how do you, uh, how do you wrangle that? I, I step away. You know, I just step away from it. I, I come out of this little cozy 10 square foot booth or move away from the, you know, the computer. Fortunate where I live, I walk out my back door and I'm, you know, we're basically in like a provincial park uh, or I can go to the other side and we're basically on the beach. So, you know, nature and the outdoors um, is how I sort of decompress i get away from it you, you know you have to especially audio work you know when i used to do film editing and such i can s just scream through film footage and pick things out on a blur right like, like oh that's that image i want right and hmm. piece all things together so you have that visual reference i find now that i'm really trying to work on training my audio brain like trying to remember 
something that I listened to in the interview like 35 minutes ago and, and trying to think, okay, where is that section and how do I, can I pull that section out to move it in to the here? I need it here. Right. And, you know, being able to see the sound waves obviously helps. Uh, and now figuring out, I just in Hindenburg about cue markers and such, <laughs> that makes a big difference. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's really helped. Um, and just sort of that, mental kind of puzzle because it takes a lot of work as you know right like you're trying right. to you're building this thing kind of in space and i think you come from a software background right where right. it's yes. like yes. you're you're building that in your brain before you know as you're kind of coding it and stuff too so for me it's the the same idea and and i always find it's interesting i always find that my podcasts end up being in the 50 to 60 minute range you know, the majority of them. And I think that's where they're, where they're going to land for me. So it's a fair chunk to be bouncing around in your head. So you do need to take that break from it. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of time, as much as I hate to say it, I think that's a great place to stop for today. doesn't have to be our only recorded conversation, but I think you're, uh, I totally agree with you about the, you know, be outside grounding in nature. Um, there is something particularly exhausting about wrangling audio in your head. So, mm -hmm. but all right, um, Bruce, thank you so much for taking the time and making a space to have a chat with me today. Craig, it's been great. Fantastic. Thanks, man. <laughs>